I'm Jason McClellan. Thanks for hanging out with me. There's lots of talk these days about UFOs and the U.S. government. Members of Congress receiving briefings about UFOs, the Senate Select Committee on Intelligence requests for a UFO report, and the Pentagon's UAP task force. Although it might appear that the current government interest in UFOs demonstrates an unprecedented level of seriousness being shown toward the subject and a unique opportunity for the government to get to the bottom of the UFO mystery, we're actually just seeing more of what has transpired at various government levels many times before. Today, we're going to look back together at a few notable examples of members of Congress taking a serious interest in UFOs. And we'll also quickly breeze through some of the U.S. government's previous actions taken in response to concerns about UFOs. As we've discussed on previous episodes of Unknown, back in June of 2020, the Intelligence Authorization Act for fiscal year 2021 was submitted by Senator Marco Rubio on behalf of the Senate Select Committee on Intelligence. Within the committee comments was a section titled Advanced Aerial Threats. This essentially details a request for a report to be assembled to provide a summary of the current UFO situation by the Director of National Intelligence in consultation with the Secretary of Defense and other relevant parties. And the source of that information is supposed to come from a few different sources, including the Navy, the FBI, and the Pentagon's UAP task force. This request asks for a report containing an analysis of UFO data held by various departments and other governmental bodies, along with suggestions for improving interagency data sharing. And it asks for a report to be submitted within 180 days of the date of the enactment of the Intelligence Authorization Act. This act bounced around from bill to bill to bill, but ultimately wound up being stuffed in the big omnibus appropriations bill at the end of 2020. This report request has received a decent amount of press, both here in the States and internationally. Before this request from the Senate Select Committee on Intelligence found its way into a bill that was successfully passed, Senator Marco Rubio was asked about it during interviews. In July of 2020, in an interview with CBS Miami, Rubio stated, But the bottom line is, if there are things flying over your military bases, and you don't know what they are because they're not yours, and they exhibit potentially technologies that you don't have at your own disposal. That, to me, is a national security risk and one that we should be looking into. Marco Rubio is just one in a long line of members of Congress who have publicly expressed interest in getting a better understanding of the U.S. military's assessment of the UFO situation. Just in recent years, there have been more than a few stories published about members of both the House and the Senate inquiring about UFOs and, in some cases, even receiving briefings on the topic. In September of 2019, 
Politico published a story highlighting the concerns of Congressman Mark Walker of North Carolina, who was the ranking member of the Intelligence and Counterterrorism Subcommittee at the time. The article explains that Representative Walker was frustrated and was accusing the U.S. Navy of withholding information about UFOs. According to Walker, after hearing about those well-publicized Navy UFO videos, he reached out to the Navy to find out if it had physical evidence to substantiate the incidents. And he also asked, quote, does the department continue to dedicate resources to tracking and investigating the claims? If so, to what measure? End quote. According to Politico, the response he received simply states, quote, the Department of the Navy takes these reports very seriously and continues to log sightings and fully investigate the accounts, end quote. Representative Walker told Politico that he believes Congress needs to know what efforts have been made by the military since the Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program officially concluded in 2012. He stated, quote, If it has ended, are we documenting anything? Where are the resources coming from? End quote. He continued, quote, That's a fair question that constituents and the American people would like to know. End quote. Some believe that it's this desire by some members of Congress that led to the creation of a special task force. In August of 2020, the Department of Defense issued a press release announcing the formation of its Unidentified Aerial Phenomena Task Force. The DOD explained that the UAP task force was established, quote, to improve its understanding of and gain insight into the nature and origins of UAPs, end quote. And its mission is to, quote, detect, analyze, and catalog UAPs that could potentially pose a threat to U.S. national security, end quote. This sounds great, but it also sounds very familiar. In 1948, the military established Project Sign, initially named Project Saucer, to, quote, collect, collate, evaluate, and distribute within the government all information related to such sightings on the premise that UFOs might be real and of national security concern, end quote. Not only does this sound very similar to the purpose of the UAP task force, but it also mirrors the recent request we've heard so much about from the Senate Select Committee on Intelligence. But there was something more reminiscent of this report request that happened a year earlier in 1947. More than just some random members of Congress, the president himself, Harry Truman, was hearing all about the wave of UFO sightings taking place, and he wanted to know what the military knew about it. The Air Materiel Command of the newly formed United States Air Force prepared a report in September of 1947 that, among other things, provided the assessment that, quote, the phenomenon is something real and not visionary or fictitious, end quote. I know we're skipping over a lot, but let's jump forward to 1966. Gerald Ford, who would of course go on to become President of the United States, was serving as House Minority Leader at the time. His office issued a press release in March of 1966 announcing that he proposed to have Congress investigate the wave of UFO sightings taking place. According to the press release, Ford said he believed that, quote, a congressional inquiry would be worthwhile because the American people are becoming alarmed by the UFO stories, end quote. 
The press release added that Ford believed, quote, it would be a very wholesome thing for a committee of the Congress to conduct a number of hearings and to call responsible witnesses from the executive branch and witnesses who say they've cited these objects, end quote. Ford added, quote, I think the American people would feel better if there was a full-blown investigation of these incidents, which some persons allege to have taken place, end quote. Then, in April of 1966, Congressman Ford issued this statement, quote, As I had expected, some persons have ridiculed my call for a congressional investigation of unidentified flying objects. These people are a fraction of those who have given me their reaction to my proposal. The overwhelming majority of those expressing a view in letters to me believe a congressional investigation would be useful and is needed Those who scoff at the idea of a congressional investigation of UFOs apparently are unaware that the House Armed Services Committee has scheduled a closed-door hearing on the matter Tuesday with the Air Force and that Representative Joseph E. Carth headed a three-man subcommittee which held two days of hush-hush hearings five years ago on behalf of the House Science and Astronautics Committee. Carth has confirmed in conversations with a member of my staff that he conducted these secret hearings. The present Science and Astronautics Committee Chairman, Representative George P. Miller, has shied away from a UFO probe at this time, saying his committee does not have jurisdiction over the Air Force. But the late Representative Overton Brooks obviously had different ideas because he tapped Carth to summon Air Force witnesses and question them after a flurry of UFO sightings in 1961. Carth has informed me that his subcommittee made an oral report to the full committee, but never released anything to the public. According to Charles F. DeKender, the committee staff director, no record was made of conversations between Carth's subcommittee members and Air Force witnesses. The hearings, he said, took place in Carth's congressional office. I have never said that I believe any of the reported UFO sightings indicate visits to Earth from other planets. Apart from pranks and natural phenomena, some of these objects may well be products of experimentation by our own military. If this is so, why doesn't the Air Force concede it and, in this way, reassure the American people? There would be no need to go into detail on the nature of the experiments. End quote. Congressman Ford's pushing paid off, at least to some degree, because later that month, the House Armed Services Committee convened a hearing on UFOs. And the highlights from this are essentially, number one, Air Force Secretary Harold Brown and the Air Force's scientific consultant on Project Blue Book, Dr. J. Allen Hynek, telling the committee that although 5% of the cases investigated by the Air Force remained unidentified, that there was no evidence of UFOs being extraterrestrial and that no competent scientist believed that UFOs came from outer space which resulted in a New York Times article that explained, quote, the Secretary of the Air Force assured a congressional committee today there was no evidence that the Earth had ever been visited by strangers from outer space, end quote. And number two, the Secretary of the Air Force hinted at the coming formation of an outside review of Project Blue Book and an independent study of Blue Book cases. This turned out to be the University of Colorado's Scientific Study of UFOs, which you might know as the Condon Committee. Ah, the good old Condon Committee. This study ran from 1966 to 1968. In addition to looking at the Air Force's Project Blue Book files, this committee also evaluated UFO reports from civilian UFO groups too. 
at least initially. And the general conclusion reached by this study was that, quote, nothing has come from the study of UFOs in the past 21 years that has added to scientific knowledge. Careful consideration of the record as it is available to us leads us to conclude that further extensive study of UFOs probably cannot be justified in the expectation that science will be advanced thereby, end quote. The committee also recommended against the formation of any government program to investigate UFOs. The opinions of the Condon Committee contributed to the Air Force's decision to shut down Project Blue Book in 1969. The House Science and Astronautics Committee held a hearing on UFOs two years after the hearing held by the House Armed Services Committee. At this symposium on unidentified flying objects, six scientists testified, five of whom were of the opinion that UFOs demonstrated a valid scientific anomaly that needed to be investigated further. In fact, Dr. Robert Baker, an engineering professor from UCLA, recommended the formation of a well-funded, long-term, interdisciplinary mobile task force of highly qualified scientists who could investigate anomalous phenomena as reports came in. Sadly, that never happened. Since we just mentioned the House Armed Services Committee, let's jump over to the Senate. In 1955, the head of the Senate Armed Services Committee, Senator Richard Russell, took an interest in the UFO subject by way of a personal sighting. The senator was on a train traveling through the Soviet Union when he saw a large disc-shaped object out the window. He watched this UFO slowly ascend as flames shot out beneath it. When he pointed it out to his companions, they saw a second UFO do the same thing. When the senator reached Prague, he reported the sighting to the U.S. Embassy. Word about Senator Russell's sighting spread, and media outlets inquired about the event. But the senator reportedly replied, quote, I have discussed this matter with the affected agencies, and they are of the opinion that it is not wise to publicize this matter at this time, end quote. It seems that people serving on the Armed Services Committees have a knack for UFOs. Barry Goldwater is another senator who served as the chair of the Senate Armed Services Committee, as well as the Senate Intelligence Committee. And Goldwater had a known interest in UFOs, and he tried to look into government information when he was in office. He spoke about UFOs on multiple occasions, but one interesting instance was in 1994 on Larry King Live. Senator Goldwater told Larry King, quote, I think at Wright-Patterson, if you could get into certain places, you'd find out what the Air Force and the government does know about UFOs. Reportedly, a spaceship landed. It was all hushed up. I called Curtis LeMay, and I said, General, I know we have a room at Wright-Patterson where you put all this secret stuff. Could I go in there? I've never heard General LeMay get mad, but he got madder than hell at me, cussed me out, and said, Don't ever ask me that question again. End quote. He didn't stop looking. Goldwater also claimed that he encountered, quote, one long string of denials from chief after chief, end quote. And he got so frustrated that he just gave up after a while. Stephen Schiff is another member of Congress who tried to obtain military information about UFOs. More specifically, this representative from New Mexico tried to get information about the infamous Roswell UFO crash of 1947. In 1993, Congressman Schiff asked the Air Force to declassify and provide him with all the material related to the incident. 
but the Air Force dodged his request. This refusal to comply with a congressional request pissed him off, so he contacted the Government Accountability Office. It took the GAO launching an investigation for the Air Force to respond to Congressman Schiff's request, but ultimately, the response was unsatisfying. The Air Force claimed that any files pertaining to the Roswell incident had been destroyed, and they offered the explanation that a top-secret balloon project designed to listen for Soviet nuclear detonations is the likely explanation for what crashed in Roswell in 1947. The GAO didn't find the Air Force's response convincing, and neither did Congressman Schiff. But that's all they got. And in more recent years, we can't forget to mention Harry Reid, who in 2007, when he was the Senate Majority Leader, along with two other senators, secured funding for a new program tasked with looking into UFOs and other strange things. But that effort reportedly ended in 2012. It's not clear what, if anything worthwhile, came from this effort. But Reed recently made it clear that he has no knowledge, nor has he ever suggested, that, quote, the federal government or any entity has unidentified flying objects or debris from other worlds, end quote. This is just a really quick look at a sample of members of Congress who have inquired about UFOs. It's always fascinating to look back at what has transpired within the government and the military when it comes to the UFO subject, especially in light of what's taking place right now in the United States with the Senate Select Committee on Intelligence's request for a UFO report. We've seen members of Congress ask for information about UFOs. We've seen congressional hearings on UFOs. Hell, we've even seen a call back in 1977 for the, quote, establishment of an agency or a department of the United Nations for undertaking, coordinating, and disseminating the results of research into unidentified flying objects and related phenomena, end quote. But not much ever comes from these government-related efforts. That is, aside from negative results, like being denied the requested information, and even worse, and substantially more detrimental, having official government determinations that, aside from a few peculiar things here and there, there's really nothing all that interesting or concerning about UFOs. And, sadly, this has largely been the result every time the government has looked at UFOs. I know I've said it before, and I'll keep repeating it, when we look at history, and pair that with what we see transpiring right now, it's my personal opinion that the U.S. government, including its military, knows very little about UFOs, aside from knowing about unusual or unexplainable sightings and capturing some of these incidents on radar and other signals intelligence systems. That's great data and stuff I'd certainly love to have a peek at. But nothing suggests that the government is any closer to identifying or answering UFO questions than an average UFO researcher is. In fact, we've been told that the government and military groups that look into UFOs rely heavily on UFO researchers and information from the UFO research community for their knowledge and information related to the subject. Chris Mellon, who served as Deputy Assistant Director of Defense for Intelligence under two administrations, told journalist and author Leslie Kane back in 2016, quote, I highly doubt the Department of Defense or any other government agency is concealing UFO information. 
I participated in a comprehensive review of DOD's black programs and spent over a decade conducting oversight of the National Foreign Intelligence Program, an almost totally separate world of secrets. I visited Area 51 and other military intelligence and research facilities. During all those years, I never detected the faintest hint of government interest or involvement in UFOs, end quote. Going further, Kane brought up the topic of pushing for the declassification of government UFO documents. Mellon stated, quote, While a few new previously overlooked documents might turn up, I do not believe they would resolve the UFO issue or provide significant new insights. I can think of one lengthy UFO report that is classified only due to concerns over sources and methods. In fact, it identified a convincing conventional explanation for the pilot sighting in this particular case. There are lots of classified documents related to activities at Area 51 where high security is needed, but this is all legitimate stuff the American people would support. They have nothing to do with UFOs, to the best of my knowledge." End quote. During his time in office, Chris Mellon also served as the staff director of the Senate Select Committee on Intelligence the very same committee that initiated the current UFO report request. Just a little fun UFO trivia there for you. But back to thinking about congressional UFO interest, and more broadly, about public pressure on Congress to look into UFOs and or hold hearings about UFOs. We know it's been done before. With the current UFO report request by the Senate Select Committee on Intelligence, part of the request is for information about UFOs from the military. The U.S. military has had multiple UFO projects that we know of, and probably more we don't know about. But from the ones we do know about, their conclusion has been clear that although UFOs are real, they aren't a national security threat, and it's not worth the time to study them. And, of course, we can't forget the negative results of these projects and related efforts like the Condon Committee and the CIA's Robertson Panel, you know, in addition to saying that UFOs aren't worth anybody's interest, they actively went to work to discredit the subject and those who claimed to see UFOs and even those who simply had a casual interest in the subject. Public relations campaigns were designed to convince the public that UFOs were nothing unusual or extraordinary and that anybody who believed in UFOs was a crackpot. This, my friends, has been the result of pushing for government information related to UFOs. There are current movements underway to pressure members of Congress to take up the UFO issue. And I guess that's cool. As I always say, I think it's great for people to try all the things all the time. But we've been down that road before. And like I mentioned, I think everything we've seen suggests that the government doesn't really know more about UFOs than UFO researchers already do. So it seems like a futile attempt and wasted energy. It seems to me that there are bigger targets for broad community support, like any of the interesting scientific efforts taking place right now, like the OSIRIS project by Jeremy McGowan and Skyhub. These are just a couple off the top of my head, but I really do believe that the best use of time, energy, and money when it comes to finding out more about UFOs is either supporting new and interesting efforts of other researchers or doing something new and interesting on your own. Sure, complaining to members of Congress and hoping for the government to provide you with all the answers to the things you want to know would be nice, but at this point, that's not a realistic expectation. 
Rather than petitioning random regular people who have no idea about UFOs, wouldn't it be more useful to petition scientists and various experts to examine and weigh in on specific UFO incidents? That, at least, might yield some useful information and progress UFO research. Congressional UFO interest is cool, and we can certainly hope for some useful things to result from that interest. But we'll also keep our fingers crossed that said interest doesn't bite us in the ass as it has so many times before. Well, citizens, that's going to do it for this episode. You can always find more episodes of Unknown on all the major podcast platforms. And you can always find this show and our other shows at RoguePlanet.tv because Unknown is a Rogue Planet production. RoguePlanet.tv is your home for all the strange. Thanks again for hanging out today. I'm Jason McClellan. Do us a favor, friends. Always treat the UFO subject with the cautious and responsible skepticism it deserves. Question everything. Have the courage to form your own opinions. Keep truth as the focus of your quest, even if the truth conflicts with your opinions. And, of course, stay strange. (laughs) 